0: This video is brought to you by Upstart. Hey, brother! Crimes of Grindelwald, Ben. It is a movie that is slowly driving me crazy. I don't know where it went wrong. I mean, the first one was so good and I left the theater feeling so hopefully mystified and excited to go back and rewatch everything and see how they all fit it together and how you just didn't see it coming. Well, we just saw Crimes of Grindelwald, Ben. What do you think? It was. So good. Oh my God, so good. So good. (laughs) Ah, we have our work cut out for us. I was certain it was going to come together in a really satisfying way. And in the meantime, oh my God, what? Credence is a Dumbledore? (laughs) But alas, we have examined the movie in so many different ways. And like, it has become something of a case study here at Super Carlin Brothers. We are determined to understand this movie's faults. So we turn to another studio. Pixar. Pixar, if you don't know, has a famous 22 rules to storytelling as revealed by one of their storyboard artists, Emma Coates, one fateful night on Twitter. These are the guidelines that make Pixar movies almost universally loved and acclaimed. They take us on grand adventures. They pull at our heartstrings and emotions. They create memorable characters that stick with us for our entire life. But Crimes of Grindelwald didn't really do that. Hey, remember Bundy? Me neither. <laughs> hey, remember that that great line? Like there are no, there's no dangerous beasts, just just blinkered people. <laughs> I say it all the time. I don't. Today we decided to apply those twenty two rules to crimes of Brindlewall to see if anything floated to the surface, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it sure did. Before we dive on in, I wanna give a huge thanks to today's sponsor, Upstart. Financial responsibility is a big deal, so make sure you're always doing your homework to make the best decision for you. But we all know that getting into debt can be easy and that getting out is the hard part. When Beth and I got married, we had a myriad of different payments we had to keep track of each month, thanks in part to a variety of different student loans. We were super fortunate that most of them were very manageable, but just keeping track of all of them was the real challenge. Different amounts, different due dates, some you have to mail, some you have to go to online, there's different passwords, it's just And that is where I wish we had had Upstart, because Upstart can consolidate all of your loans into one single payment. they make it fast, easy, and simple to check your rate. Plus it won't affect your credit score. If you'd like to see how low your upstart rate can be, you can head over to upstart.com SCB. It only takes a few minutes. Again, that is upstart.com SCB. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so before we begin, just want to say up front, yes, there are 22 rules, but not all of them really apply. So we're not going to cover every single one. But if you're curious as to what they all are, we will put a link to them in the description down below. With that said, today we find out how Crimes of Grindelwald failed according to Pixar, as interpreted by Super Carlin Brothers. Rule number one, you admire a character for trying more than for their successes. Right out of the gate, I feel like this helps identify one of the main reasons Crimes of Grindelwald failed, and it has to do with our main character, Newt. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Newt, and I love Eddie Redmayne as Newt, but Newt in this movie isn't really trying to do anything, or at least not anything related to the plot. The Ministry asks him to hunt down Credence, and he says, no, but it's okay because then Dumbledore asks him to find Credence. And of course he says, no if I leave the country, they will put me in Azkaban and they will throw away the key. All he's actually doing for like 90% of the movie is just trying to clear up a misunderstanding with Tina, who also happens to be looking for Credence, which just sort of ties him back into the plot right at the last second. To be fair, if this movie was just about him trying to clear up a misunderstanding between him and Tina, it would actually follow this rule really well. He tries and tries to awkwardly make things right between them and their time on screen is literally some of my favorite parts of the movie, like the salamander scene. I've only ever seen that in... Salamanders. But the bottom line is that's not the point of the movie. There is this whole Grindelwald-sized giant plot happening that Newt is actively trying to not be involved in. Rule number two, you gotta keep in mind what's interesting to you as an audience, not what's fun to do as a writer. They can be very different. I think inside Newt's basement is a great example of this. It's like a bigger version of Newt's trunk from the first movie, and you get to see him do some cool stuff, like ride the Kelpie, which is a really fun thing, but ultimately it doesn't pay off like at all, and it makes it kind of uninteresting. He doesn't even bring any new beasts with him on this adventure. It's just the Nippler and Picket. I guess he gets the Zohu later, but even then, he just uses it to escape from a place where he didn't even find what he was looking for anyway. Speaking of which, how did he even know about that box? There's a box hidden in the ministry, Tina. It's a box that can tell us who Credence really is. Number three, trying for theme is important, but you won't see what the story is actually about till you're at the end of it. Now, rewrite. The thing is, I'm not really sure this movie is trying for theme, like it's chock full of lore, which is something I would normally never complain about, it's literally what this whole channel tends to be about. Lore being things like, there's a legend in my family that a phoenix will appear to a Dumbledore in need, or the Blood Pact, or the writings of Tycho Dononis. To us, lore is fun, it gives us a ton of stuff to talk about, but it doesn't make for just a good story all on its own, it's kind of like reading an encyclopedia, like it's packed with information, but it's not exactly a page turner. But really, I'm not even sure what the messaging of this movie is supposed to be like maybe it's important to choose a side and not be neutral? Maybe if you can do something about a problem and don't, you're part of the problem? Or maybe that there are things worse than death, like Lita sacrifices herself to relieve herself from guilt, but then Queenie and Credence join Grindelwald, which might be even worse. And while, yeah, all those things are present, they're not really fully fleshed out themes. They're just little tidbits of an idea that the movie introduces, but doesn't fully explore. Number four, once upon a time, there was blank. Every day, blank. One day, blank. Because of that, blank. Because of that, blank. Until finally, blank. Well, this seems easy enough. Let's just try and fill in the blanks. Once upon a time, there was a magizoologist. Every day, he studied magical beasts and wrote a book. One day, his old teacher tells him he needs to go after a dark wizard. Because of that, nothing really. He doesn't do it. Oh, come on. All right, let's try again. One day he discovers a misprint in a magazine. And because of that, he breaks his international travel ban, something he was unwilling to do for his old mentor or to track down the aforementioned dark wizard. And because of that, he ends up at the graveyard at the end of the movie with the rest of the cast anyway. Convenient. Until finally his Niffler of its own volition with no instruction from Newt, fortunately steals a shiny plot device. Super convenient! Grindelwald doesn't seem to understand the nature of things he considers simple. That doesn't even make sense, dude! I mean, like, Grindelwald didn't do a lot of great things in this movie, but actively disrespecting your Niffler was not on his list of offenses, I don't think. Guys, I love this rule, so here's a challenge for you. Pick your favorite movie and tell us the plot of it in the towel section down below using these blanks, but do not include the name of the movie, and then see if everyone else can guess what it is just based on this. Number five, simplify, focus, combine characters, Hop over detours. You'll feel like you're losing valuable stuff, but it sets you free. (laughs) Oh goodness, this is another big one. The first Fantastic Beasts movie had Newt, Jacob, Tina, Queenie, Credence, and Graves. Yes, there were other smaller characters, but those were the big six. Crimes of Grindelwald also has those six characters, plus Dumbledore, Nicholas Flamel, Theseus Commander, Lita Lestrange, Nagini, Yusuf, this guy, this guy, this girl, and who can forget about her? Oh, and don't forget Newt's assistant who promptly shows up, gets left behind, and had a mild attraction to Newt. (laughs) It is such a good thing they had her in this movie. Grimson can just be cut altogether. And if you're wondering, uh, who was Grimson? That's exactly my point. What did he even do? What was he supposed to be doing? Kill Credence? Be the anti-Newt? I mean, we have this moment here. Why are him and Newt at odds? Like, do we ever find out? Spoilers, we don't. And according to the screenplay, apparently he's dead. So whatever. Nagini, same boat. Well, not this boat. She shows up. She is Nagini. That's cool. That's about it. I guess we learned where the Maledictus is. Even Yusuf. Like, I know he's the reason that Corvus and Lita were on the boat. The same boat, the same boat this time. But I kind of feel like Lita could have just said that during her exposition dump which by the way pretty much just rewrites everything he used to have said during his exposition dump like 30 seconds earlier? Exposition, in case you need a refresher, is when a character on screen is explaining something to another character, but really they're explaining it to the audience so that you know what's going on. I'm actually kind of doing it right now. Is it helpful or is it just feel like it's taking up time? Number six, what is your character good at, comfortable with? Throw the polar opposite at them, challenge them. How do they deal? See, they nail this in Fantastic Beasts 1. Like, what is Newt good at? Beasts. So what do they throw at him instead? Beautiful woman! Who's also really smart and capable and patient and understanding and also a little bit awkward in her own right, let's be honest. Gosh, I just love them together. But so then what is Newt bad at in Crimes of Grindelwald? Choosing a side? So then what do they throw at him? He has to choose a side? Which could have been interesting, but I feel like it's not because Newt is pure gold. And at no point do you ever feel like he's not on the right side. Like he never abstains from a situation that could have turned out differently had he stepped in. Like if there's one character who I do not question whether or not he's unequivocally good, it's Newt. I mean, Dumbledore even says. Do you know why I admire you, Newt? What? More, perhaps, than any man I know. Maybe he doesn't choose sides, but like, come on, you know he's not gonna choose the wrong side. Number seven, come up with your ending before you figure out your middle. Seriously, endings are hard. Get yours working up front. All right, easy enough. What's our ending? Credence is a Dumbledore. What? Great, cool, very fun ending, full of mystique, many questions. The problem is this means nothing to Credence. He doesn't know who or possibly even what a Dumbledore is. It's just to him a funny sounding word. Dumbledore, 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 Dumbledore. Lost on me. Maybe if Dumbledore and Credence had met at some point in the movie, or if he had even just witnessed him doing some really powerful magic, or just overheard someone talking about how great and powerful Albus Dumbledore is. Like seriously, anything. Anything at all that could have given Credence somewhere to go emotionally, good or bad, with this news. Plus, speaking of endings, it really does not help that we also have this clip from J.K. Rowling where she says, Whatever you think you know at the end of the movie might not be the case. So what I'm hearing is plot twist, plot twist, plot twist, plot twist. Also, maybe none of it's real. Number 8, finish your story. Let's go even if it's not perfect. In an ideal world, you'd have both, but move on. Do better next time. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you guys. I honestly think they were a little too fast and loose with this one. Number 10, pull apart the stories you like. What you like in them is part of you. You've got to recognize it before you can use it. Personally, this is where I look to the Harry Potter books themselves, because I just super love how she ties in and hides all the little twists and details you don't see coming right there into the world building. You're normally just as excited or interested as Harry is in learning something new about the wizarding world, so much so that you just skate right past the fact that that thing, that new thing, is probably gonna come back in a really important way later. I think another important thing the books do is resolve their own story inside themselves without letting the overhanging questions left over disturb you from understanding the plot of the book you just read. But Crimes of Grindelwald is just misdirection turned up to 11. It's all twists and no story to carry it along. Number 13, give your characters opinions. Passive, malleable, might seem likable to you as you write, but it's poison to the audience. Everyone is gonna have to pick a side. From you, I don't Ah, <sighs> Newt Dumbledore does give us some insight onto how we're supposed to feel about how Newt makes decisions. You do not seek power or popularity, you simply ask, Is a thing right and this echoes almost exactly what dumbledore tells harry in king's cross station about leadership it is a curious thing harry but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it those who like you have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find to their own surprise that they wear it well oh i see what you, nude is like Harry, ah. Uh, except that Harry, even as an 11 year old, decisively takes a side, and despite having no experience, decides to take on Voldemort face to back face. Join me and live. Never! Hey! <laughs> Plus, this sentiment from Dumbledore to Newt is immediately hypocritical because he says that what he likes about him is that he just asks if a thing is right, but the thing he thinks is right is not taking a side, which is what he's asking him to do. Number 14, why must you tell this story? What's the belief burning within you that your story feeds off of? That's the heart of it. Now it's hard to say this because the entire story is not over and maybe Crimes of Grindelwald will just feel like a chapter in an otherwise really great big story, but until then, It feels like the big reason they're telling the story is to help inform you, the audience, why and how Dumbledore in the future made the decisions that he did to mentor Harry so that he could defeat Voldemort. But if that is the purpose of the story, then it really feels like Dumbledore should just be the main character. Number 15, if you were your character in this situation, how would you feel? Honesty lends credibility to unbelievable situations. I didn't write the movie, but I decided to take this one out for a spin on my own anyway. And I chose the scene at the beginning where Newt is at the ministry and they're asking him to hunt down Credence and the other option is Grimace. Grimson. Grimson. First of all, I think I'd be concerned because the Ministry has figured out that Credence was alive and I thought I was maybe the only one who still knew. If you look at the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them screenplay, it says that Newt's the only one who notices a black tendril floating away from the thing. I think I would also really not want to let the Ministry that I already don't trust or this other guy, Grimson, who I hate, take on the challenge of getting Credence as well, because I feel like maybe I could do it without him having to die. Plus, I know the girl I love is very concerned with credence. I'm like, yeah, I'd have to be an OR and work for my brother, but Tina's an OR anyway, and she's not all that bad. Like, she's a middle head. Who else uses that expression? It's just me. I think it might just be me. Plus, plus, actually, actually, it sounds like they're gonna lift my international travel ban, so I'll do it. But hey, that's just me. I'm not new. I have opinions, so. Number 16, what are the stakes? Give us reasons to root for the character. What happens if they don't succeed? Stack the odds against. We are told Grindelwald is bad, and I assumed wrongly, I might add, that we get to see his crimes and we know he wants to get Credence, but we don't know what's gonna happen If he does, apparently he can already summon flames from a single spell that could destroy an entire city in one go, like how much more power does he need? And like, I'm sure Credence is powerful, but we see him go full Hulk mode on Grimson and he stops him with a single simple shield charm. So like how powerful actually is Credence? Oddly, Grindelwald himself is actually great at showing the stakes. He's like, join me or kaboom, this is gonna happen. (laughs) Very effective. Writers maybe should have taken a page out of his book, which they wrote. And number 22, what's the essence of your story? Most economical telling of it? If you know that, you can build out from there. Guys, I will tell you what, we've been trying to figure that one out like all day for two years. I mean, just look at our whiteboard and the other side of the whiteboard and this other third whiteboard and all of these videos we've made trying to explain the movie. I mean, we've put more money into whiteboards than we have into the editing budget. I mean, (laughs) <clears throat> no, no use that. <clears throat> but, okay, here goes. The most economical telling of Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald escapes from prison and enacts a plan to lure Credence, who is dying to know his true identity, to join his side so he can kill Dumbledore, who he sees as a threat. Also, Newt's commander shows up. If you can do better, let me know, but it's kind of tricky and... That's kind of the problem. Also, you may have noticed in my short retelling of the entire movie, I only mentioned four characters and honestly, one of them was a joke just to make you laugh. And weirdly, the one that was a joke was the main character. For reference, there are 16 people on the poster if you don't count Pickett or the Niffler and I think you should. But there you go guys, that is everything wrong with Crimes of Grindelwald according to Pixar as interpreted by Super Carlin Brothers. And don't forget, do the number four challenge. Let us know the plot of your favorite movie using those fill in the blanks. I am excited to see what you guys come up with. Thanks as always for watching today's video. Please remember to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to see how the Philosopher's Stone was used to create Credence, you can check out this video right here. Or if you want to know the truth about Minerva McGonagall, you can check out this video right here. But then that's all I've got for you today, man. I will see you in another life, brother.